Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for hitting the play button on the Derek Diamond Experience, and thank you for those who listen every single Thursday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. This week, it's finally here. I've been hyping it up for weeks. This week, you'll be hearing my conversation with Karen Parsons, who played Hilary Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But first, I want to tell you about a great album by my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. It's called Murder Mystery Night and features 10 original tracks, including their single Carne Asada and Twin Peaks, which is also the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can find Murder Mystery Night on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And if you want to follow them on social media, just find them on Facebook, search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and they're also on Instagram and Twitter, at Wranglers. That's at U-W-R-A-N-G-L-E-R-S. You are listening to The Derek Diamond Experience. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience for the week of August 13th, 2015. As always, I'm coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. This week, you'll be hearing the long-awaited and long-hyped conversation with Karen Parsons, who played Hillary Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I understand that a lot of listeners might be listening for the first time, so to tell you a little bit about myself... My name, as you heard at the top of the show, is Derek Diamond. I am the host of this show, and I've been doing this show for a little over a year and a half. This is the 67th episode. Every week, I bring you a different interview with someone from various walks of life. It could be someone in film. The next week, it could be a musician. The next week, it can be an author. Anybody who I think has an interesting story to tell, I've always had a fascination with hearing other people's stories since I was a kid, and now I'm getting to do it through this podcast. But this week, you'll be hearing my conversation with Karen Parsons, who played Hillary Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I knew months ago that she was going to be appearing at the Pensacola Comic Convention here in Pensacola, and looking through the guest list, she really stood out to me because she was a popular character on one of the more popular shows that I watched growing up. And you're going to find out that it actually didn't get that strong of ratings during its heyday. It really found its following in syndication, and you're going to be hearing that from this interview. And I was able to set up an interview at the Pensacola Comic Convention. I did it this past Sunday, And it was a lot of fun. She was very nice, very professional, and she even told some funny on-set stories that I don't know if anyone else knows about. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and without further ado, here is my conversation with Karen Parsons. And we're here at Pensacola Comic Convention with my very special guest this week, you may know her as Hillary Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I have Karen Parsons. Karen, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. How are you enjoying Pensacola so far? I'm liking it. I, I haven't got to see as much as I would like yet, but I did get to go to McGuire's. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what you uh, have I at heard McGuire's? about it. Hmm? What'd you have at McGuire's? Uh, I had fish. I really wanted fish. So they I do, have good, salmon. They do the, have good fish. It was good. I had calamari and... 
and um, <laughs> nibbled. Oh, we had that brown bread with the honey butter mm-hmm. on it that was just, oh, that was pretty amazing. I could eat that just as a meal, yeah, honestly. That I was look eyeing it, but I was better. Th- I was better about it than that. I, I, I had a little self-control. <laughs> is this your first time in Pensacola? It is. Good, good. And uh, I, I was uh, when I was doing research, you're from the West Coast, I am, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what specific part? Well, I was born in Hollywood, California. I was oh, born, wow. I was born in Hollywood Community Hospital. <laughs> Honestly, a funny little teeny little place. Looks like an apartment building. But um, I was raised in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. I've never been out to the West Coast. I've talked to several people uh-huh. on my show that have, and sure. I don't know, maybe I'll make it out there one day. Oh, sure, of course you will. And you got to go to Santa Monica. It's great. Yeah. The beaches do not, I mean, don't hold a candle to the beaches here from what I've seen. I mean, I haven't got to go visit them myself, but I've seen pictures, and I'm hoping to get to, and they're just, the beaches here are gorgeous. That's what everyone says. It's always, when you come to Pensacola, you have to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, like, did you always want to go into acting, like even as a kid, or was it something that kind of, you know, came along later and you just decided, this is what I want to do? I always wanted to. I think since I was six, really crazy. They had, when I was little, there was a book drive, you know, at our school, and they had um, a little book called Small Plays for You and a Friend, some little teeny paperback that it had... Um, you know, just for two people with all the props listed just for little kids. And so it was very easy for me to wrap my head around and be able to perform. And so I would do these little plays and I'd play both parts. And I got very, um, I just got really excited doing it for my, for my mom. And uh, when I, my mom was a librarian and I used to check out a lot of books. I have to spend a lot of time in the library. And sometimes I'd check out books um, that were compilations of plays mm-hmm. and just read through them. And I guess I, I got into all of the idea of all the different characters and how the whole flow of it went. And I just really wanted to act. Do you think growing up in Hollywood might have helped that a little bit? Um, it ultimately helped me uh, get work later when I was serious and probably helped me to find good workshops early when I started seeking that out, but not in terms of interest. I don't think it had anything to do with my interest in getting into it. I think wherever I had been, I probably would have right. uh, been into it. And it wasn't like, you know, everyone around me was into it, not, not the same way I was. I mean, they had friends that got into it for a while, and they kind of fell off out of it and went on to other things. And I just uh, I was held fast to this acting thing. And there was a whole period of time where everyone was saying, you know, you have to figure out, you know, to go to college. And and I said, what am I going to go to college for? I'm going to be an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I wish I had gone and spoken with a school counselor about it so they could have explained to me what benefit there would have been. But I didn't understand. I really thought you just went if you wanted to be a lawyer or a a doctor. That was it. You went and got a degree. And that was the only reason that you went to college. And for me, I mean, people kept saying, you have to have something to fall back on. You have to have something to fall back on. No, I don't. I'm going to act. No, I don't. I'm going to act. That was my... So you were all in. I was all in, and I wasn't putn'g that on. That wasn't some like you know self you know help thing I had read or something. I wasn't trying to I literally just felt like, no, 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 I'm, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. Period. I had no doubt. A lot of people don't do that. They, they no. don't just go all into a yeah. specific career. So I think that's cool that you did there's that. There's a lot to be said for that. You, you, you go 100%. It's kind of hard to, it's hard to have much of a failure rate. You know, it's, I mean, not that, you know, a lot of people do go all in and it doesn't work out right away. I was very fortunate 
mind you. But that perseverance and that um, just un unrelenting determination and definitely had a huge part in it. Growing up, like you said, you wanted you knew when you were six yeah. that you wanted to get into acting. <laughs> what do you know when you're six? But yeah. I, I thought well, when I was six. well, you you did then. Yeah. But uh, like, what what kind of movies or shows did you enjoy growing up? Like, were there some that were that maybe kind of helped you with the process of thinking this is what I want to do? Yeah, definitely. I used to love. I used to watch Betty Davis movies. And I was crazy about Betty Davis, and I used to watch anything Jodie Foster did. Mm-hmm. including Taxi Driver, when I was much too young to go see it. <laughs> and my mom let me go to see Taxi Driver, and, and it was so violent. And, um, but I, I just wanted to see any... I wanted to see, you know, she was a child actress, and I was a, I was a kid wanting to do the same thing. So um, it, wasn't like, there were, it wasn't like now where there are so many young actors out there doing stuff. At the time, there weren't a ton of them, not, so, not doing major work, and Jody was... And I just had to see everything she was in, see it ten times sometimes. It's interesting you say that because with like YouTube and social media, people who want to act or even get into film, they have so many more outlets to yeah. show their work. Whereas yeah. you know, I imagine it was probably much different for you. How did you actually get into the acting business? I, had a, I was in a, um, a workshop. I got into a girlfriend of mine and I, my best friend and I actually, we were, we were in dance at the time and... In our dance uh, class outside on the corkboard, there was advertisement for an acting workshop, and we didn't know it. it was an you know it was an adult serious acting workshop, and we were teenagers. We were, God, we were even younger. I think we were like thirteen or something, mm-hmm. and um, we got very excited about it. And the teacher spoke to us, and she, after meeting us and everything, she said, "Okay, I'll let you come in and actually really attend the class, even though we were much younger than most of the people in there." And we took it very seriously. And it was the first time I was introduced to like Stanislavski and Uta Hagen and we had to read, you know, read books and study and, and we were talking about technique and craft. It wasn't just like, let's put on a play. It was something far deeper and more serious. And I fell crazy in love with it. Um, I really got it and it was really gratifying. And um, I don't know, I just, be- I just became very dedicated to it and... Uh, I stayed with that teacher, Judy McLaughlin was her name. I t- stayed with her over the years, and she one day, not one day, but often she had an agent in class who was a friend of hers, and one day he came in when I did a, a scene from Sybil, <laughs> of all things, and it was one of those times where I don't even remember the scene, how it went. I got very lost in it, and it, 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 it went really well. Um, and he, he was there and he said, he told her separately, you please have her call me. I really want her to call me. And I didn't take it seriously because he was, he was also an uh, adult agent. I wasn't over 18 yet. And, um, I just thought, oh, he's not that serious. And then years later I, uh, did photographs eight by tens with a photographer who also knew the same agent. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said, he saw your proofs over here. And he said, why won't she call me? And I thought, well, maybe he is serious. And now I was older. I was over 18. So I called him, and he started sending me out right away. And I started booking work. Wow. <laughs> so how, how was it that you got the part on Fresh Prince? I auditioned for it. I was auditioning so much. For, I was auditioning constantly for things. And um, I was doing lots of commercial work at the time. 
and I auditioned for Fresh Prince. I was also auditioning at the time for a really serious film where I played a, a character who was a drug addict. It was real oh, dark. Wow. Yeah, very different. A little bit of a contrast there. And I was going back, I was going in on both of them over the weeks. Simultane- I was like, I'd go in for Fresh Prince and then I'd have to run over and be a drug addict. And, then I'd, you know, and I kept getting callbacks. And I went down to the wire on the other film at uh, the same time that I was going through all the stages of going to, in for the um, casting assistant, casting director, um, writers, then the producers, then Quincy Jones, then I think, um, who would I have to go? The network, no, no, the studio, then the network, and then ev- and the, the network, on the network uh, audition, everyone was there. I think Debbie Allen was there too, who directed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of auditions because I hadn't, I didn't have um, any body of work for anyone to really look at. So it's really what you do is you just go and audition. Auditioned and auditioned and auditioned. And I worked on it. You know, I, I worked on it. I had a coach, a different coach at this time that I was working privately with when I have auditions and, and in classes. And I worked with him on both the drug addict part and this part. And I remember I would go and work really hard on the drug addict part. And one day he said, didn't you say you had two auditions that you wanted to work on with me? And I said, oh, yeah, but the other one's stupid. It's just some stupid sitcom. And he said, no, 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 no. You treat everything the same. You got to give everything to it. You don't do that. Give it to me. Pull it out. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't want to work on it. It was just like a stupid sitcom. So we pulled it out and we worked on it. And we know which one I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would definitely lesson. say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it taught me a lesson, though, because it is really easy. I remember years later, I met um, Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was with Robert De Niro. And my friend Lori Petty over there knew both of them. And so she was saying hi to them and introduced them. So I said hi. And Joe Pesci was asking me about what I did. And I was really embarrassed at the time because he, you know, he had these two big, huge film stars. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm on this, you know, this show, I'm an actor, you know, oh, this is a sitcom. You know, it's so like under my breath. And he was like, are you kidding? That's fantastic. Why would you say it like that? You know, and he got really on my case about it. And again, it was another knock in the head of, um, you know, of course, I'm so proud to have been on that show. I got so much out of it. Well, it's one of the most popular shows that I've heard of. Like, everyone that I know has seen at least one episode Crazy. of that show. I mean, it's, you know, I'm part of a generation that grew up watching it. Yeah, so. it's, it's so interesting to hear because when we were doing the show, you know, we, did, we weren't in the top ten. You know, we were, we were barely, I think we maybe cracked the top 20 a couple times or something. We weren't a top show like that, not a top, top show. But it developed like a cult following. Yeah. And now it's, you know, you hear people, you mention Fresh Prince, and they're like, oh my God, I love that yeah. show growing up. I think, yeah, what got me, what made me realize, people were always trying to tell me how popular the show was, how popular, you know, all these years after um, we had been in syndication for so many years and we have been off the air. And the thing that really drove it home, how much of... Um, kind of a cultural iconic show it had become was when Jimmy Fallon did some opening for the Olympics um, and he performed you know he does Neil Young uh, Neil Young impersonations mm-hmm. if you've ever heard him he was doing Neil Young singing his version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song for the Olympics wow and that to hear it not as it's supposed to sound but as Neil Young, as Jimmy Fallon doing Neil Young doing the song, <laughs> and for people to get it on a worldwide stage, mm-hmm. that kind of illustrated for the first time to me, oh, wow, 
This is crazy. People know this show. <laughs> I had no idea he did that. I'll have to go look that up. Yeah, someone told me, and I Googled it, and I, 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 this blew my mind. No, that sounds insane. That yeah, sounds it was kind of crazy. What were some of your highlights during the, the filming of Fresh Prince? Because I, I imagine there's got to be so many funny stories from behind the scenes. Oh, God. I don't know what... Um, there are a lot of stuff, a lot of funny moments. Um, a lot of them you've seen in blooper reels. Mm-hmm. There are things like when, when Alfonso ran through the whole stage, and I don't know if you saw that, there was one where um, in the scene, Will makes him think that he's something he's done has killed Lisa, has made uh, Mia Long's character die. And so Carlton, he's fooling him, and so Carlton grabs his face and he's screaming and he's completely freaked out. And he starts running, screaming ah, throughout the whole, uh, out of the kitchen, mm-hmm. around the back. And then he comes, I think he came up through the, the college set's elevator. <laughs> and, then he like, and then he ran around the cameras and ran through, I think, the kitchen. He dragged himself through the kitchen. Then he came down the stairs of the family room. And then he <laughs> ran out into the audi- around this cameraman and out the audience and ran through the audience. I mean, and the whole time, I think I was peeing my pants. I was laughing <laughs> so hard I couldn't stand it and the cameras were just catching it and as Tatiana was saying to me yesterday she's like you know it went on a lot longer than what the blooper shows <laughs> it went on forever and it just got funnier um Alfonso was crazy and he did a lot of he did a lot of things that were hilarious um Will I remember Will mooned James Avery once off camera <laughs> oh wow <laughs> poor James was on was in the scene He's supposed to look outside and see something. Oh, so while shooting, oh, wow. <laughs> Will, off camera. He had to look out the window and see something, and he saw something. He's like, oh. <laughs> that was very wow, funny. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It is funny you say that because like, it seems like everybody had their funny moments. You know, like Will Smith and Alfonso were the really more outlandish ones. And, but, you, but, I mean, you had a lot of funny moments, too. Like, I was watching some old clips and just, you know, like, I remember in the first episode when you walk in and you're like, I need $300 for what? For a new hat. I mean, just you know, the little attitude like that I thought was, you know, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Well, it was very, um, it was a, it was very Hillary, wasn't it? It was like the first line yeah. out of her mouth was all about who she was. Like, oh, your cousin's here. Hey, I need a hat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was like, hi. Yeah. yeah. Going on from uh, Fresh Prince, you did, I know you did some film work as well. Um, what was it like transitioning from when the show was over, doing more movies? To do, I'm sorry, say that again. When uh, when Fresh Prince ended, yeah, and then you went on, yeah, transitioning from, you know, I guess what was it like when the show was over? Well, I mean, there's two different parts to that. Because um, during the show, I managed to do some films during mm-hmm. it. And that was always great, except that you had this really small window, this summer window, to like, try to squeeze your timing of your break in with the film schedule of a film that just happened to want you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just very hard to make that work. Um, and so uh, that I was able to do, but then when the, you know, here and there, not as much as I would have liked. But then when the show was over, for me it was really difficult because I really... Um, I so enjoyed, I so enjoyed the show and everybody that was a part of it. Um, 
and it missed it terribly when it was over. And I, I still did some, I did act, I acted for a while and got acting work for a while, but, um, but there was definitely a void not going to work and seeing those people every day. Well, I imagine you, you get kind of a family-like feel when you're It was. When, well, when we, were very, we were very much like family. And we still, uh, to a large degree, are. Like Tatiana, Ali, and Alfonso Rivera are like my brother and sister to me. You know, I don't get to see them as much. I live in New York now, so I don't see them as often as I'd like. James Avery was like a dad to me, and we lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't... But and Daphne, I love, and whenever she's in New York, I see her. And whenever I can see Joe Marcel, I see him. Will's hard to see as often as I like, but I get to see him like once or twice a year. And it's always just like falling right back in with each other. So... Yeah, we were very much a family. We had something very special. We were very lucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess in closing, I'd just like to say, uh, or I'd like to ask, what are you doing currently? Do you still do acting work? I'm not acting right now. I have a nonprofit organization called Sweet Blackberry. Okay. And it's, um, our mission is to bring little-known stories of African-American achievement to kids in really fun, engaging ways through um, these little animated films. And I have, we've done three so far. We've had uh, Alfre Woodard, uh, Queen Latifah and Chris Rock as our narrators so far and they're just these lightly animated like picture books come to life about people you don't hear about in history and in fun ways because I hated history as a kid it was just too dry and serious for me so we're able to tell these stories that are really inspiring and fun and and really draw kids in and um, so I've been working a lot on that and I have also have two kids of my own which all of the, all of that makes me a little busy and if people want to find out about your organization, is there you know, like a website yes, for people can, to find uh, yeah, about your organization? Yeah, you can find us at, at www.sweetblackberry.org, sweetblackberry.org. And we're also on Facebook, and we're on Twitter at uh, SWT Blackberry, Sweet Blackberry. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for doing the interview. This was great. Yeah, it was great. Thank you And very go much. to the beach. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> My thanks again to Karen Parsons for taking the time to do that really fun interview. It was great getting to meet her, as well as being at the Pensacola Comic Convention. And don't forget, you can check out this podcast every Thursday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience and at Twitter, DDiamondExp. And if you have any questions about the show or if you have any requests for interviews... Email ddiamondpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you once again for checking out the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. (laughs) 